School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And you yell, there go mace, there go your cutie. Like, I'm really busy with work. Oh, and Brittany's really busy with work. And it's like, I feel I, like... I hit I record because I think this is actually good content to talk to people about. You hit it? Yeah, just so, you, just so you're aware, just so you don't speak off off tone or something. No, no, no. I always assume you're recording as soon as I pick up the phone. Uh, or as no. soon as you pick up the phone. Dude, that, that should be uh, how it goes. But, yeah. You don't let okay. the conversation Sorry. lead us where it leads us, right? Finish your finish your thought. But yeah, I was saying, Brittany, um, she's a nurse in the emergency room, so she's been busier than normal. And I've been working from home this week. I'll be in the office next week, um, and it's different. But I've been super busy, and it's kind of weird because you know we we are grateful that we're still busy that we're working, but at the same time, it's like this is whole. Like on Instagram, this whole quarantine isolation culture that we just can't participate in. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, right? oh, I mean, our lives are still busy. <laughs> I kind of want to know what it feels like, but only for like three days. Yeah, no, I'm not. I am complaining a little bit, but at the same time, it's like this is definitely the better situation. It's just, you know, weird. It's like at first it was like I'm, I might be slow, and then all of a sudden a couple deals come across my desk, and stuff gets busy on the side, and you're like, okay, well, my whole day is actually busy. And I can actually work later than I normally would because now I can work from home. <laughs> you know? Well, it's true. And here's what I think of a little bit. I think, man, I am in the perfect quarantine situation. I'm a single guy. I got no roommates. I just have this this house to myself. So it's like I'm just enjoying my life, you know? So it's like if I got a sweet like two-week quarantine, I would not be complaining with it because it would just be like – Two weeks of just chilling. Yeah. But I think after three days, I'd be like, okay, I'm tired of this. Can I please go back to work uh, now? I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, so, I feel like sitting around doing nothing is so overrated. You know, you know what I mean? You know who I'm not jealous of? Parents. Oh, yeah. With yeah. You guys remember kids. how much fun it was when you guys had kids and you guys were all excited? Yeah. Welcome to Life with Children in a Pandemic, suckers. Yeah? Who's laughing now? Who's yeah, laughing I've, now? Huh? I've seen a lot of parents posting about how grateful they are for what their teachers were doing because they're just like, ah, oh, my kids are insufferable. <laughs> you know, here's no, the thing, I'm though. I, I don't feel bad for a teacher either because guess what? Teacher signs up to do it. That's yeah, your that's problem. true, I guess. That's you true. Know? Nothing Same to feel parents. bad about. Guess what? Y'all could have had a different option. Okay, you chose to have kids. Guess what? Now you're stuck <laughs> with them 24 7 for actually, at least like actually, two weeks. Actually, you know, that's funny. That reminds me. I don't know if you, if I told you the story, but do you watch HGTV ever? I guess, I don't know. You probably don't. Did I watch what? But I watch HGTV. Oh, yeah. HGTV. And uh, I was watching HGTV the other day, and there's this commercial that came on. It was an Expedia Hotels.com commercial, and they have this bit where they have Captain Obvious on, and it's this guy in the full captain's outfit, and he just says, like, the obvious or whatever. And it starts with this chick, like, posing, like, all dramatically for an Instagram shot by a pool or whatever. And it's like, she, she takes 20 shots to get it, and just then she posts it. Trapping. Yeah, exactly. And then there's these moms at the playground chasing their kids, looking at the Instagram later on, and they're like, ugh. Why can't that be us? What's the difference between her and us? And then Captain Obvious looks at them and he goes, condoms. 
And then they're like, yeah, I guess. And then he goes on to say, stay at hotels.com. You can still go on vacation. even." (laughs) And I was just like, I like that. Brittany was sleeping beside me. I was like, Brittany, I had to pause it and like rewind. I'm like, Brittany, you don't believe what just happened on HGTV. This This is great. This is great. Oh, man. That's an awesome commercial. Dude. I know. I was like, whoa. I did. Like, it just caught you off guard. Normally, most commercials are just like what you expect, but nope, just got me. (laughs) <laughs> I don't feel bad for any of these complaining parents. That's the thing. The only thing I feel bad about, okay, is the toilet paper pandemic. Because not only are we dealing yes. with the Rona, we're also dealing with the TP. But the lack of TP. You know, this is this is an interesting take because I just heard it on a podcast yesterday. They were talking about here's the the other perspective, okay, is that the reason why toilet paper is so important right now is because you're quarantined at home which means you're taking less public dumps which means that's no, true no taking dumps at the office no taking dumps in a restaurant or some other public place which i mean you're running your own risk taking public dumps let's be real but now you're using your personal bathroom way more which means you run through your toilet paper that much quicker Oh, I'm with you for sure. I I just um, I never thought of it that way at all. Is that toilet paper shortage still a thing though? Like I don't know. You I know what? I, I was a, I don't know. I haven't looked. I guess I've been. I live in a really small bit, town but... as well. You know, so like I think it takes a little. I we were for past us to get that. Stocked up. Yeah, maybe. Goodness. So, huh. anyways, I think I think it's an interesting concept to say the least. I mean, dude, go down to Costco see if you can get some TP. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I got gas there the other day. Shoot. It was what like 60, 61 cents, 65 oh, cents. Man. It was just unbelievable. Felt like you were like, living back in 1998, huh? Oh, goodness. Like, I didn't even know gas was... I don't think it's ever been that cheap in my entire driving lifetime. Yeah, not which in your is driving lifetime. 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Never been that cheap. Yeah. So, which is crazy. And apparently, there's this town just north of here. It's called Walsh. It's some rinky-dink little town. Someone filled up their... The, apparently they always have the cheapest gas it's 41 42 cents whoa what i know it's outrageous it's outrageous dude that's worth the drive just to go check it out just to yeah, see I'm the sign sure. say 42 they're, cents they're cutting that with something else there's no way that's 100 percent gasoline <laughs> just pour it mixing it with water yeah yeah that's water that's actually, down with gasoline a little bit here's a here's a life lesson i feel like lately has been coming up as you try to make decisions in life just remember and it's pretty obvious, but just remember, there's no such thing in life as a free lunch. Mm-hmm. That gas is not cheaper for no reason. <laughs> you need yep. to find out why. Maybe it's a reason that you're okay with, but there is a reason. There is no <laughs> such thing in life as a free Like, I feel like, yeah, whenever you're making a decision, just remember that. If it's too good to be true, it might be. You should look into why but, it's that good. But it's probably <laughs> too good to be true. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Better decisions are made if you just think of life that way. Like it's not better for no reason. There's a trade off somewhere. Figure out what it is and see if you're okay with it. Dude, the the Rona the Rona life right now is a weird one, man. Because ah, you know I'm with you. I've had so many people hit me up, hey, how you doing? You know all those sorts of things, and they're like, you know, how are you dealing with like the quarantine and all this? And I was like, what quarantine are you talking about? It's like I still get up at six a.m., get ready for work, go to work, work. Come home, eat dinner, do whatever, hang out, go to bed, do it all over again. 
It's like, hey, well, there it, you go. My life has not changed in one bit. But I mean, your social activities are limited, right? You can't go to. Yes. I mean, I bet your the the pro, uh, brewery right across the street's not really taking a ton of sit down traffic, and people They're aren't taking any. Yeah, exactly. But and I mean, it's like that's the only yeah. thing that's changed is my you know the social hangouts in places that aren't just at home, right, or at the yeah. office, you know. But yeah, we we tried doing a little bit of a social distancing social event at our office, even with employees last Friday. How'd that just go? To, just to celebrate having a good march and stuff like that. But it was kind of weird. I mean, we were all just kind of sitting around. In... Six feet away from each other? Well, yeah, more or less. And it's like, it's hard to have a, like a group conversation with people when you're that far away from everyone. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, but I, yeah. I had a meeting similar to that just yesterday, actually, depending on, well, not yesterday based on when this episode will be released, but. Um, it was at this condo, uh, board place. Anyways, it was in their cafeteria slash kitchen and all of us sat at different tables. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was, it was, it was good though. I feel like, you know, uh, it was an age restricted facility and it's like, you don't want that, to uh, spread it there or whatever. Right, right? right. And so they were like, well, I was like, let's just do this over the phone, but they're old and they didn't like that. And so it was like, okay, well, let's just all sit at different tables in this giant room all right well, that's cool we'll just yell at each other <laughs> hey man we need to talk okay because i think you need to take the rona a little more serious than everyone else because of britney yeah so you shouldn't be going to places where there's old people hey and that's what i think too that's what i told him i called him i said my wife works in the emergency room we can do this over the phone i would hate to bring this into your facility yeah but if this is the only way, I'll leave it up to you guys. I was really hoping they would change it to a conference call. Because I haven't seen anybody. I'm not doing anything. And they were like, you know what? We would actually really prefer it if you would come in. I was like, all right. Oh, well, and it's no I feel like I disclosed. I like, disclosed. Also, don't be going to the office next week. Don't be an idiot. You don't think so? Flatten the curve, bro. I'm with you. Uh, what we've done at the office is we normally have six people in our department. I think only two have to be in the office at a time. Yeah, so I do a week or two. two other people to be in the office? How's that sound? And that's the thing. I don't know what the best – I've thought about that. I've really thought should me and Brittany be self-isolating completely because of Brittany's risk in an emergency room. But I've, I've told my superiors that, and they're like, well, just take your turn in the office, I guess, and avoid everybody. And I'm like, okay. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like I've disclosed everything. I agree with you, but it's a tough spot to be to be like, listen, someone else can work for me. I'll just stay at home. All I'm saying is I don't know your boss, and this is not a reflection of your opinion on your boss, but your boss is an idiot. I'm not a fan <laughs> my of boss, boss. My boss is taking it extremely seriously. All my bosses are. Um, well, but it's just one of those things. You know? So I'll bring it up again. Smart. I'm just saying, man, of all people... Listen, I think that if you contract the Rona, you'd probably be okay. And if you're not, I'll make sure we have some sort of, like, statue. But. Like, a statue of me? Yeah, like Rocky, you know? Where oh, man, I almost want to get I almost want to get the Rona just for that. Just to pass Dude. away and be like, yo, Maddie owes me a statue. <laughs> I mean, you'd be dead, so you'd never know whether or not it actually happened. I'd, lo I'd look down and I'd be like, ah. You better build that statue, otherwise I'm going to haunt you. Bro. For sure. <laughs> Who, said, who says you're looking down? 
All right? You might be looking up, all right? I'm looking down. <laughs> <laughs> but all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, you're... <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair, no. I think that's fair, and I appreciate that, because I have been thinking about it. I'm like, ah, you know, like... There's been confirmed, we have 10 confirmed cases in medicine at one or two of them are at the hospital and they roll through the emergency room. And so it's like, what's the risk? But I just, you know, it's one of those things where if you're being hyperlogical, like the risk to me as an individual is relatively low because of my age and health. And so as long as I'm disclosing things to everybody and saying, I don't, I'm totally okay to not do this this way. If you don't want to, let's do it another way. And then if they choose to continue as is, then it's. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I'm not trying to keep it a secret. No, absolutely. But I think the other I think there's several factors at play. One, you are probably more susceptible to catching it just because of the line of work that your wife works in. I'm not saying that you're high risk, like you're totally. working on the front no, lines of that's people fair. who have that's it. Fair, though. But I'm saying that you are probably at an increased susceptibility compared to other people in medicine hat. Yeah. You know, totally. the other the other part is your job can be done from home. You can call people on your phone. That's true. You can email them. You can do Zoom meetings if you need to do it, like face-to-face or Skype or whatever it might be, right? Like there are options for you. And I think yep. by going into the office in your particular position, it's like you are not only – I think it's not so much that you're putting yourself at risk because currently your wife is kind of putting you at risk. It's that you are then a risk to others unnecessarily because it's, yeah. it's not a necessity yeah. that you be there. And I just, no, I think, I think you're crazy if you think that it's like, like a point of pride or something like, no, I can't be the guy who's like scared of going in and I'm, I'm just going to be at home working from home or anything like that. But it's like, just be smart is all I'm saying, I guess. No, I'm with you. And, I'm with you. I agree. And, I'll bring it, it up again. I think the other thing too, quite honestly, dude, is the amount of cases that they're finding where um, patients are asymptomatic, where they have it, but they're not showing any signs that they have it. And then if you pass that on to someone who then does develop symptoms and gets super sick or, you know, and again, there's a super low likelihood that it'll ever happen, but it could still happen. So yeah, I think, no, I'm with you. I think when people don't take this seriously, it's the fact that like, hey man, by staying home, this is the only way that we help like combat this. Unfortunately, the scary part is, at some point, people are going to rise up and say, "Enough's enough. We're going back to work. We're going to reopen all these public areas and stuff like that." And the problem is, at that point, we don't have any way to combat it once it starts to spread widely. No, I'm with you. But that's the thing that is tough because eventually we do. Yeah, people need to be able to have a paycheck, and guess what? As as great as you know, Justin Trudeau could be giving everyone ten grand, but if your economy isn't producing anything and isn't like fueling anything, then guess what? Like it's done. The, You're the, over. The thousands of dollars you might be getting from the government are actually meaningless. Like that's how your dollar generates value is through your economic like output no i'm with you and that's the thing that's that's been a a bit of a meme that i've seen lately too is that you know people are saying well the economy isn't that important we gotta have our health before the economy and it's like yeah i'm with you to a certain extent but it's, yeah 
It's like at the end of the day, when you say economy, you mean just a person's ability to make enough money to feed their family, yeah. to, to pay for food, to pay for heat, to pay for electricity. That's all we're really talking about here. What? It's like... And, you know, another thing people do have to remember, like the the Canada Emergency Relief Benefit that's now been come out just this week, uh, it's a great initiative. Like, good on them for getting something going. The problem mm-hmm. is that it's $1,000 every two weeks. Well, you know, that's convenient for... Who's that for? What's that? Who's that for? It's for people who Maybe are over the, age of, over the age of 15... Uh, have been off work for at least 14 days between it's like March 26th or something like that to April 11th and have been affected like their jobs were basically affected and stopped uh, because of COVID and there's a couple other factors like you have to have made at least $5,000 in the last 12 months um uh, yeah, there's there's a few factors. You can Google it, folks, if if you think you might fit into that bracket. Definitely check it out. Again, it's called the Canada Emergency Relief Benefit. Um, it's it's a great it's a great little initiative. The, like I said, the problem though is that it's only a thousand dollars every two weeks, and for a guy like me who lives in a small town where rent is reasonable um, and my living expenses are also low, like I could live off. Of and you haven't been on for fourteen days. Well, yeah, 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 but I'm, I'm more saying, like, if I was in that, like, uh, demographic, right, I could, right, I could live off of it. It's two grand a month, is what it is, right? Yeah. The problem is, is if you live in and downtown, is it, Calgary, like, do you get taxed on it? Uh, that's a good question. I, I don't believe it's taxable right now. Okay. Well, like, at the end of the year, will it be like income? I haven't got a clue about all of that stuff yet. I, I haven't had to really deal with it yet. No, that's fair. I was just wondering, just for my own. No. It's just interesting. There's a lot of programs flying around, and I'm not sure about how a number of them work. So, yeah. So, anyways, interesting. The point is, is no. That... I mean, I'm with you. That's tough. Two grand a month is. It's nice to get some cash, but it's like that's not going to replace your income if if you're living, like you said, in downtown Calgary or downtown, even Vancouver. Like especially if you're in, in Vancouver, Vancouver Toronto, or Toronto, and like... Montreal like that's nothing yeah big city centers and stuff like that and so yeah and I mean you know you can probably speak to some of the banking initiatives where it's like you can what is it put like a more is it called a moratorium on your mortgage uh we're calling it a payment deferral right same thing though isn't um uh yeah I suppose uh, you know, where you don't have to make principal or interest payments on your mortgage for, if it's personal, we're doing up to six months, wow. um, for, for businesses, we're doing up to three months. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, just to help with cash flow, right? Like they'll make these payments and, and we'll go from there. So that's a huge win though, to do six months. I mean, obviously it just gets tacked onto the back end. It's exactly it. But so it's, uh, it's, it's huge though, because that's usually most people's biggest payment, right? So but to not have to worry about a mortgage payment till like October, yeah, that's, that's a big victory. That's huge, and I mean, I don't know. That's maybe the scale that this COVID crisis is at. You know, it's like even yeah. if the government's, I mean, like if we're being realistic and the government says, okay, we think we've gotten to the top, the curve should flatten from here, we're opening stuff 
at a reasonable pace starting at the middle of May or early June 1, let's say. Yeah. That's honestly where I feel like we are right now. June 1 is maybe the best case scenario. It's like that's still going to take so long for us to maybe get back to normalcy. And then oh, what if there's another spike? Or I don't know. I was just going to say, at least you know we what? have. Won't lie. I'm not going to probably rush out to go to any of these like public like public gathering areas. Yeah. I don't you. know about you. I don't know. I'm not going to a crowded restaurant. I'm not going to a movie theater. Um, uh, you're not feeling pent up though? Like, feeling I, like, ah, oh, I got to see some people. Well, I see people every day at work. I guess. But it's different. I see. I used to see my coworkers too, but we work all day. <laughs> yeah, but the other part too is like for your coworkers and stuff. It's like if you guys are shortened down from six to two people or whatever, then you don't see them all, all that much either, anyways. Whereas, yeah, that's just it. Whereas, like my office, we've closed the doors, obviously, but like the majority of people are still in the office every day. So it has not affected us in the same way. So it's like, I still see the same coworkers. I also share an office space with a guy. So that, that changes things, I guess. Cause you get all your, you get all your physical or sorry, social interaction that you need. eh? Oh yeah, absolutely. I get my fill. I get my fill. Oh, there you go. All right. Well, we'll see. I'm back in the office next week. Maybe I'll be happy after that. You're not in the office next week. That's true, unless they say, hey, your wife's contaminated. You're out of here. And I'll be like, all right. That seems fair. <laughs> they all know where my wife works. <laughs> oh. Everybody knows Brittany. So, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's exactly it. Yeah, we'll see. I feel like some countries have kind of gotten over this. Not over it, but like China's on the other side. I know you can't trust the numbers coming I out of China. I don't trust that place at all. No, not even a little bit, but I think you could say at least the trend has gotten better because, you know, the country would still have it shut down if it wasn't. How, um, you know, here's the thing though, man, we're talking a billion people and we're going to act like it doesn't spread faster. It might. I'm saying the num- there's no way the numbers they're reporting are accurate. I think the trend you could say is probably on the on the better side, like it's actually getting better as opposed to getting worse. I'm certain the numbers aren't 100% accurate though. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think they're saying that, you know, while Italy isn't nearly as far along as China in terms of trying to get stuff back started again, they're maybe seeing less, you know, the flattening of the curve as they keep saying. You know what I mean? So it's like yeah. some countries are getting on the other side of this. And I think we're just ramping up to our, our spike in, in ICU visits and so on and so forth. So oh, we will I... see. Deep down, I kind of want to drive like downtown Calgary late at night to see how busy it is. Yeah, I know that's crazy. Probably just dead. Um, I know it's just wild to think about. <sighs> Man. Yeah, it's a strange time, bro. We're living in a like movie plot right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I was texting a cousin of mine, just you know, cause this is what you do. Just like, hey, how's it going? How's life? And he was like, yeah, man, we lived through 9-11 and COVID-19. Like, those are two big events that likely, well, I guess we don't know what the result of COVID-19 will be, but 9-11 changed the world. Like, Absolutely. people won't know what it was like to travel or live in a world pre-9-11 if you were born after then. And I 100% believe the world after COVID-19 will also be quite different. I don't know what it's going to look like exactly, but yep. we will remember this event or this time in history as like, yeah, and then the world changed in 2020 because of covid you know what i mean oh 100 percent. 100 yeah man 
Oh, we live in, yeah, it's just so weird right now, bro. It's so weird. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I can take, if I can take a, uh, a finance take on it, um, just for a second. Yep. I want to say a lot of people, if you're invested, if you were invested, if you are invested, your portfolio took a beating over the last two, three months since February. Um, and you're thinking, hey, things have kind of come back a little bit. Is it, I don't know, working, blah, 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 what do I do, what do I do? I think the big thing to remember, or the big thing, um, is the market leads actual economic performance. That's one thing to think about, because the market prices are based on what's going to happen, not what's currently happening. Um, so that's one thing to consider. I'm not trying to say I know when the bottom is going to be and when the top is going to be, because that's impossible. Nobody ever gets that right. If I guessed and I was right, it would just be fluke. But I am saying stay invested if you were invested. Now's not the time to peace out. And I'm saying if you're not invested, jump in both feet first if you have the time. Like if you're our age and you're like, you know, what if I do? Do I need? If you don't need the money right away. Throw it all in there. Now's the time. Everything's cheap. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. And I think that's good advice. I'm not saying you're going to make money tomorrow, in a month from now, or even six months from now. I'm saying over a five-year period, though, five years from now, you'll likely be ahead, is what I'm saying. Be like in yeah. sync and bye, bye, bye. And bye, bye, bye. Exactly. Uh. <laughs> I like it. And that's, that's uh, the strategy that Brittany and I are employing. So it's like, you know, if it doesn't work out, at least know that I didn't just say that and not do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Oh, bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, yeah. bye. Yep. Uh, what was I going to say? Dude, so I'm trying to think of fun things that we could be doing to... Well, actually, friend of the show and uh, one-time uh... guest, Carson Church, just texted me today and said, uh, yo... Apparently, you can play Settlers of Catan online. Let's get the Zoom chat going and let's play some Settlers of Catan. Ooh. I don't know if I'll be able to because I got stuff to do. But at some point, I'm sure I will do that. <laughs> settlers of Catan. Wow. I don't you know, know if tonight's the night, but at some point, it's happening. Here's the funniest part. is People are trying to act like these like online games and online chats and stuff like that didn't exist before this. Yeah. Well, maybe less people care, that's for sure. These things are gotten, getting big now. Well, yeah. Oh, man. If you are like online game developer, like you are in your heyday right now. Oh, I'm with you. <sighs> yeah, it's great. But, yo. Have you, uh, have you uh, picked up some new shows or new movies in all your free time now? You know what? I haven't. I haven't because I don't have any more free time, man. My life well, has not changed. Well, I mean, changed. you're things. You don't have any friends to see. You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything Ugh. on your weekends. What do you do on Saturday and Sunday? You can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. That's true. You know, I have watched a few new movies. And I've also watched some old ones. Because here's nice. what I did. I don't know if you can see behind me, T. But there used to be a bookshelf right over here. Did you tell me to look behind you at something that's no longer there? Yeah, well, I'm just pointing out <laughs> the space behind me right so there used to be a bookshelf <laughs> behind me in my office here it was full of all my dvd collection okay and i got rid of it you got rid of all your dvds no i just kidding Both i just time. got i just got rid of them and i put them inside a big giant like cd binder 
Okay. Man, I remember those things. Ah, I haven't seen one of those in real life. Where did you get one? You can Bro, still buy them? Amazon Basics, baby. Woo! Jeez. And it holds 400 discs. So, just enough for my entire collection. It was great. Okay, okay. So, the fact is, I've got all these movies now, and as I was putting them all in there, I was like, man, I haven't watched this in forever. I was like, I should watch this one. So, I like kind of tagged it in there. I was like, I'm going to watch this. So, what did I watch this last weekend? Watch the movie In Time with JT. Oh, wow. And Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, man. What was the last Is time? Amanda Seyfried? Ever... I mean, it's a... you know, here's the thing. I used to love that movie. It's oh. not a bad film. I felt like I liked it. The premise was good. Like, yeah, it's the so premise interesting. is I... on point. I love that sci-fi-ish type genre and the way they did that. I felt like executed not as good as it could have been. But oh. the premise was super interesting. Man, all I'm saying is I watched it. I love parts of it, and then I was like, "Gosh, this isn't a really good movie." Like, no offense to Justin Timberlake, but like, he's not it's a great not. actor. No, it's not. And so I was like, "Gosh, like this this isn't a well acted movie," and I was just so disappointed because I was like, "If you recast this whole movie, it could probably be way." It better. would have been so good. Ah, oh, I agree so much. I remember thinking that, like, "Damn, I love you, JT. You should keep doing funny stuff. Do Lonely Island, Lonely Island music videos." Yeah you know like his snl sketches whatever or keep doing the like he's the not a great actor roles, bro do the yeah. do the social network role okay like totally. do the guy where you're just like a side character i love when you're the side character but like you as the leading man is just not good unfortunately it's not, it's not good enough i'm sorry buddy Ugh. i mean and you're so talented but i mean and that's that is true that's that's a good point that's a good point dude poor jt it's too bad though because that premise was so good and you know what? Did I watch it right to the end? Absolutely, I did. Nice. Uh, but, you know, here's what I want to challenge everyone to do. Watch an old movie that you haven't seen in at least five years. But not something too old. Okay. Not some, I'm not talking nostalgia. I'm not talking peeling open like Happy Gilmore or, or Tommy Boy or something like that. Like, Why can't uh, you do that? Why you got to well, put I so mean, many limits on All I'm saying is watch something from like the mid-2000s that you haven't seen in a while. <laughs> the mid-2000s is i think a rough time for film but also it's like you know go and go and find something in the mid 2000s watch it and tell us what yeah. you think you know t that's my that's you. my challenge to you this weekend hey i appreciate right? it i mean we were talking about this this weekend but Brittany and i are going through the old lord of the rings movies and those are mid 2000s oh. well the first one's early, early 2000s but by the end you're getting to the mid 2000s so stop that the last one was literally done in 2003 uh let's see i'll tell you I can tell you I immediately right now. Five? It was 1990, uh, no, 2001, 2002, 2003. I swear they came out year after year after year because they filmed them all together. You were 100% right. Because <laughs> do you know what? This is So this is what I learned. This is a little inside baseball for you guys with uh, the Lord of the Rings. So the majority of that cast was not well known. That's true. And when they filmed them, they, they signed film contracts for all three movies at once Ooh. so you couldn't renegotiate now here was the real why did your agent do that because did they get anything anything on the back end here's how they did it dude so i don't know if you remember in the first one there's a scene where gandalf is at uh minas tirith grabbing is... looking at With those Saruman. old books no 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 minas tirith the the city in the third one 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't so, know that's where he was when he's looking at those old books. Okay, yeah, yeah, keep going. So he's in Minas Tirith looking at those old books. And then in the third one, they also film a lot of it in Minas Tirith. In the second and the first one, they do stuff at uh, Isengard, which is where Saruman's from. So it's like the first one, they do some stuff where he's come into there. And then later on, it's, you know, they're building the orcs and stuff there. And then in the second one, obviously, there's um, a battle there with the trees versus, you know, Isengard and all that sort of stuff. Anyways, the way that they filmed them, they just went location by location. So they actually filmed scenes from all three movies at the same time. Oh, interesting. That makes sense if so, you could plan it. Yep. Exactly. And then when it came to the editing process, that's why you didn't have to wait like two years to get the next one because they were already all filmed and it was just post-production that was being done in those years after. Interesting. Okay. But what okay. came with that was this critical success from the first one. And then there were probably guys mm-hmm. in that, like even Elijah Wood, who probably got roasted on his contract. And then was like, oh, I yeah, could probably he was be making a nobody. $10 million on the second one. But nope, guess what? You probably made like less than a mil. And then same on the third one, you know? So you got to hope they got some of the back end. You know, because you, that's the thing. I get like, hey, we're taking a risk on a relatively unknown. So yeah. we'll pay you a, we'll pay you a couple hundred grand to start, but give them some of the back end, you know, so you all bear the risk together. Dude. I don't know. I don't know how Hollywood Absolutely. works, but I mean, because Elijah Wood hasn't done a ton of stuff since then. Hey, bro, he's done some indie stuff, but I don't know if you know this, but Hollywood is a business. So guess what? They're profit driven. I know, right? Do you do you think that Hollywood, just like any other huge corporation, cares about one employee? Nope. No, I'm with you. You're right. You're right. You're right. So the reality is, is guess what, man? You you hope that like those movies kind of just almost like build your resume and it like helps you peek into like Something the next else. movie. Like a great example of that is um you know Sean Bean who played Boromir who gets yep. like He's ripped done a lot up of by stuff. arrows. You know, that that role like I swear set him up perfectly for his role in Game of Thrones. Yeah. You know, and there's a lot of memes about him. So yeah. he's, oh, yeah. he's well known. He's well part of the pop pop culture or you think about Viggo mortensen that guy's had he's done a couple of movies of yeah since. he's done yeah he's done great since then so uh even even um oh man i just want to call him samwise i don't remember dude, his name right now sean Aston, don't you dare yeah he's done that. well i mean he was in the goonies before that though dude he was in the he goonies seems to just like pop Rudy. up and do like an amazing job and like some amazing project every couple oh. years though like sean like Aston. he did 50 first dates yeah. and it was great but then where was he until he got into Stranger Things? Like, I'm sure he did stuff, but I had not no idea where Sean Astin was for, like, 10 years. You know what? That's the beauty of Sean Astin. You know, he's the, like, he's the diamond in the rough because you think about it, it's like, you look at, like, his most notable films. It's The Goonies, Rudy, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Even something like Fifty First Dates, that's a very funny role. Yeah. A great comedy. It's good. He did good in that, yeah. And then, and then like, Stranger his Things. role in Stranger Things is He's so loved. Level next level and it's like that guy just picked his picked his project well and did a really did. good job in all of them he did he did a really good job dude no so, no losers in his uh his repertoire so. oh i'm sure he's got some losers and i mean so let's not kid ourselves but sir, sir ian mcclellan you know he was magneto i feel like around the same time as he was gandalf yeah he definitely was he's so, probably the most to be notable, fair notable i would say he was series. and um uh, agent smith what is elron the elf Dude, he was Weaving? agent smith 
<laughs> in the Matrix at the same time. But he's barely in the Lord of the Ring. But you know what I mean? Liv Tyler, barely in the Dude. Lord of the Ring. Anyways, Kate, Kate, that's what I was Kate watching. Blanchett, this shut, oh, man. Such good movies. Such good movies. Bro. They're good. They're good. That's interesting you talk about Hollywood that way, though. I feel like that's one of my biggest uh, pet peeves. I feel like Hollywood sort of set themselves up as like this champion for all that is good and that's right. Like they're always, and I appreciate that you, a lot of stars can, use their. Pl- if you make it, you make it. But guess what? Yeah. At the end of the There's day, so many people who don't. You're it's never making as much as the guy paying the bills. No, I'm with you. But that's the thing that that's kind of frustrating. I feel like, and it makes sense because it's Hollywood. But it's like they almost have this sort of reputation. It's like, wow, you know, look at Hollywood. They're supporting these people and they're doing this and they're doing this. And it's like, yeah, in a lot of ways they are. But you can't forget there's so many people who are just left absolutely screwed over by Hollywood. Absolutely. Absolutely screwed over. And, you know, the big one to me is like, you know, this idea that Harvey Weinstein took advantage of so many people. And he did. He's an awful person. And and what he did was terrible. But it's like. That's the system. This this yeah. entire industry was okay with this idea of the casting couch for so long. Harvey Weinstein is a scapegoat who deserves what he got, but he is not. He was just living in the system that already oh, existed. That's the thing. Yeah. There are some sick puppies in that system at the very top, and that's the reality, yeah. man. Like There are probably some guys who are stand-up, but not many. I'll bet you there are more Harvey Weinsteins than, it's just than wild. the others, you know? So it's guess true. what, man? It's like it is who wants it bad enough, and it's a gross, gross system. But like, it's the reality of like whose favor is it tipped, and like, like whose side is it? Who benefits the most out of it? You know? Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's, it's messed wild. up, but there's this. It is messed up. There's this also at the same time. There's this desire to catch fame, to make. You know, oh, people want it so bad, on all that sort of stuff that it's like, and that's people are always going to be willing to to chase after it. And then there's a lot of people who do make it and then use that that sort of fame and wealth to do a lot of good things. But it's like this industry is not good. Oh, it is yeah. exploitive, and it is you know what I mean. And it's like I don't you know they've made it so that maybe a lot of people don't see it that way. But it's like no, this is very exploitive and a very um, you know I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, we're getting off track. Um, I'll tell you something. I started watching today. Shout out to a Canadian CBC produced TV show. Not today, I started, but a couple of days ago. Uh, Kim's Convenience. It is really, really good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Gosh. It's uh, for all our Canadian listeners. It's done by CBC, so I think you'll probably get it for free on the CBC app or on the CBC website. But it's also on Netflix, and that's how I've been watching it. It is so good. It's just about this Korean family that owns a convenience store and like. One of the Toronto suburbs. And they have a son and a daughter, and they just live in their Canadian Toronto life. It's so good. I really enjoy it. It's uh, funny. That's awesome. I feel like I just I, I relate to it. You know, it's just like this dude owns this, this Korean dude with his accent, and he says all these old person things, you know, and he's like, well, what? You know, and then he's got all his buddies, like a Chinese dude who owns a restaurant down the street, an Indian dude who owns a restaurant down the street that's his buddy, and his Korean daughter, who's super Canadian, doesn't barely speak you know korean except for like a couple words is like trying to figure out like all my parents are so old school and ridiculous but i'm i grew up here in canada and this is how i do things and it's it's good it's a really really good show i love my recommendation okay okay i'll check it out you know it's it's always funny because like that's for any sitcom you always have to have the old guy 
who just says outrageous stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's that's the calling card of the sitcom. You have to have the old yeah. guy who's, like, still old and stuck in his ways. I love it. And him and his wife are like that. And it's super, it's so good. It's, it's just, like, something to identify with. I feel like we all know, like, the convenience store, like, not, like, a Mac 7, but even that, but, like, who's, like, obviously, you know, from overseas you know english is their second language and they're just like grinding it out at their convenience store they just that's all they do and they work so hard and then the second generation of kids who were just like did not move here did not grow up in in a, a different country and are just like different <laughs> you know what i mean right <laughs> uh and it's it's just good it's interesting and uh, i don't know i like it it's funny the whole time it's just really funny you know so Oh man, no, that's good. That's good. Are they just like twenty-three minute episodes or whatever? Yeah, I think so. Half an hour or so, and okay. it's good. Um, and it's set in Canada, so there's some Canadian references that are pretty funny. Like they always use Canadian money, and you know when it's like, "Yo, tickets to the Raptors game? No way!" <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the Blue Jays. Let's go to the Blue Jays game. <laughs> so it's pretty funny that that's the you know it's set in Toronto or whatever, but. Uh. You know, it's always funny to me when, like, Americans find Canadian TV. Yeah. Like, I've seen a few different articles and stuff now about, like, Americans who have found uh, Letterkenny or Trailer Park okay. Boys. Where it's just, like, it presents this picture of, like, the worst part of Canadian culture. Yeah. And yet it's, like, I just love it because it's, like, I feel like Americans are just, like, oh, Canadians are just like us. Yeah. yeah exactly <laughs> in those moments yeah 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 so oh, that's funny that's great that's man funny. that's that's good okay this is what i was gonna say though okay this is, this is a new segment i want to do while we have the pandemic i want to do top fives okay let's hear it and i figure we just kind of go back and forth and create a top five okay but i wasn't top five sure what? i wasn't sure what to start this project with but as I was eating dinner, which this was not part of my meal at all, but it got me thinking because I've eaten a bit of fast food in the last few weeks. Okay. But it got me thinking. Now, play along with me here a little bit, T. The top five fast food French fry makers. Ooh, okay. Because it got me okay, thinking, with you. is McDonald's not the golden standard? Am I wrong on oh, that? Oh, yeah, that's easy. I was going to say, McDonald's number one, no question. I don't even have to think about that. That's easy. But who is next? Next four is tough. Next that's four, what I yeah. feel like the issue is. Yeah. yeah. I, hmm. And then the real question is, do you count something like Arby's and their curly fries? You know what? I haven't been to Arby's in a long time, so I have no clue. Because I think the curly fry is fun. But, I like the curly. I appreciate the curly fry. But I just think that it's like it's great every once in a while, but it's not something you'd eat regularly. Or you know what I also appreciate when you go to Earl's, which isn't you know it's dine in, mm. and you get the French fries and it's the little skinny ones. I like the little skinny fries. The super thin like shoelace ones. Yeah, yeah. I do like the skinny fries. Where and it is almost, it like that part of the list? Where it almost know. makes McDonald's fries feel like they're fatties. You know? Yeah, exactly. They're that thin. Exactly. So do we go? No, uh... No, I said fast food, in. bro. Fast, fast food, food only. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Because all You know what? I gotta... 
Let's 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 start a list and then okay. we can pare it yeah. down. Okay, here we go. We got A and W. Love those Wendy's. Five five guys burgers and fries. Those are make they make Ooh. some good fries too. You know, I would um, argue would also argue all three of those very similar type of French fry though. Right, right. That's a good point. Um, Burger King. You ever had a Burger King? Where well, it's that's true. Like it's like a second deep frying of it, where it's got like an yeah. outer crust to it. Totally. And you know what's funny is that Burger King makes Brittany's favorite burger. She loves their flame broiled flame broiled burgers. She appreciates the flame broiling. So we go there a decent amount. Um, Oh, and then what about Dairy Queen? You know what? Don't want no. to eat a Dairy Queen often, Dairy, okay. and not not for burgers, anyways. Obviously, I go there for ice cream stuff, not, yep, not yep. dessert stuff. Um, yeah, I mean Tim Hortons. Do you go to Tim Hortons ever? I don't really get fries there either. You know what? They make like the potato wedge. Okay, don't like those. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not a, a fry, wedge guy. Not a wedge guy. I want fries. I want fries. Uh, now I'm trying to think yeah, of where else yeah. we can where else we can consider. Well, I think maybe we got our five then. We got A and W, okay. Wendy's, okay. Five Guys, and Burger King. Yeah, there's now our it's four. just the order. Now it's just the order. Right. See, I gotta. You no, know I. You go. You go. You no, go. No, no, no. You throw it up. Throw it up. I think I like Wendy's. I like the sea salt thing they're doing, and they're they're cut a little different or something like that. I don't know. So I like that, and then probably. Five Guys, Burger King, Wendy's. Ah, maybe A- Wendy's Burger King. A&W, you mean? Oh, yeah, sorry. A&W, yeah. Yeah, and you know, here's the problem, though. Is for me, oh, you know what? I do like the sea salt over the, like, seasoning salt. Okay, yeah. <sighs> yeah, you know what? I'm not mad at that order. I would maybe consider, mm, you know what? I do like a good Burger King French fry. The problem, though, is like I eat them and then I feel sick after. Ooh, that's not good. But they're but, like they're good in the moment. Know, I just feel gross the, afterwards. The list isn't what it what it makes you feel like afterwards. What it tastes like now. Oh, in, <laughs> if I'm talking in the moment, prime moment, while I'm sinking my teeth into them, I gotta go McDonald's, Burger King, probably, and then the other three to me they're just they're simply too similar. Okay. Am well, I fair wrong enough. with that? Well, I can see that. That was kind of what I was thinking, honestly, because I feel like, I think you said this earlier, though, is Wendy's is not that dissimilar from from a couple of the other competitors, you know, and yeah. so <sighs> it's tough. But I think we can say the clear winner is McDonald's. Good for McDonald's. I feel like, I'll be honest with you, like Tim Hortons is, as a Canadian, I'm saying this, kind of like a crappy version of other other restaurants i feel like even you know everything they do is just like someone does it a little bit better and it's like why would i ever go to morons when i get the same thing but better somewhere else well, you know tim hortons um, in all fairness do you remember from when you were a kid like i always feel like tim hortons was trying to be something different before it got bought by burger king which was maybe they were always trying to do like soups and sandwiches okay yeah it's always about yep. getting soup and sandwich or just a sandwich or whatever it might be right but it was like it was never about like this mentality of like fast food. Yeah. Then, then they got bought by Burger King, and then it turned into like they've got like a crispy chicken sandwich and like potato and, wedges, and it's like you guys. Yeah, have, yeah, yeah. Everything shifted. No, I'm with you, and that's the thing that maybe bothers me is because like, and they have like their um, I don't know what it's called, but it's basically a McGriddle. It's like a yeah, like a waffle sandwich, and it's like yeah. you have so many things that are just like crappy versions of things that exist, and it's like. You're never good. You're never the best at anything. Hold on, though. 
This is what they are the best at. My dude, the next time you need a Tim Hortons breakfast, you go and order a farmer's wrap. The farmer's wrap is good? And you will say... Is it better than a McDonald's farmer's wrap? What, wait, what's in a McDonald's farmer's wrap? I have no clue. I was just making that up. Oh, okay. What's in a, what's in a Tim Hortons wrap? Dude, you get the egg. You get either sausage or bacon. Then you get hash brown slid in there with this like kind of chipotle yeah. sauce and cheese. Okay. It is okay. like you get you get everything you'd want in a breakfast just inside a wrap. Now I don't know what it's came up delicious. with it first, but McDonald's has something just like it. Oh no. It's called the morning wrap. M-O-R-E <gasps> Ming wrap. And it's it's got a hash brown and eggs and bacon or sausage in it and yeah. it is so good now to be fair i haven't compared them but i feel like mccafe wow. mcdonald's everything they do is better i like their coffee better i like their sandwiches better and i like their wraps better it's just like i, I could go no to morton's and i'm sure it'd be fine but it's like there's a better version usually down the street than uh, mcdonald's That's, you know what i don't know give, give i gotta give Hortons. props to mcdonald's they keep they keep being on the top of the game as far as i'm concerned dude maybe we need to record like a weekend morning episode where we each go out. Oh, <laughs> uh, we try we, both no. wraps. Yeah, exactly. We should just do like a live tasting of each wrap <laughs> and see how they go. I like that. We should do that. Cause I, I'll be Dude. honest with you. Someone, I, my favorite food, my favorite thing to make in the whole world is a breakfast sandwich. And a Ooh. breakfast wrap is really just a breakfast sandwich without bun, without the bun. It's just a different just way of eating a breakfast sandwich. Yeah, exactly. It is my go-to thing, and so I really love breakfast. I would love that. And two wraps is not an unreasonable amount of food. There's no reason why you can't eat two morning wraps. Bro, can we do this either this weekend or next? Yeah, I think we should. I think we absolutely should. I'm just trying to think now. Maybe we could do it as a Facebook Live Live event (laughs) where we are just sitting here. Instagram Live. Instagram. No, because why? Yeah. We should. Okay. Brittany's working all weekend, so I got to be here doing nothing all by myself. So Wait, this weekend Maybe she I is? should. And this is Tim Hortons and a McDonald's right down the street from me. Okay. You got a Tim Hortons and McDonald's in Drum? We have both. Can we do it all on right, a well, Sunday morning? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Listeners, you heard set it here your first. clocks. Sunday morning. Time officially to be determined. Exactly. But Sunday morning. The morning wrap versus, uh, let me the just see what the name wrap. is. The farmer's wrap. The farmer's bro. wrap versus the morning wrap, MRE. And I don't care for the sausage because it's super weird looking. Let's just assume it's going to be bacon unless you okay. like the sausage. No, we can go bacon. I'm good with bacon on both. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Oh, man, I'm excited okay. about this tea. It's going to be good. Yes. Me too. And, I mean, win, win or lose, we still get some kick-ass morning wraps. Bro, I... <laughs> a farmer's wrap. So I'm already, I'm already leading towards. I'm trying to be impartial. In all fairness, though, if I'm going to McDonald's, I'm 100 percent getting getting their coffee over Tim Hortons. So, oh yeah, it's so their, good. It's their so coffee is next level. Yeah, it's it's the best. Oh. I heard when they like you know McCafe wasn't always a thing, and when they came to Canada, they were like, "Yo, let's just use a similar roast as Tim Hortons because we know the Canadians love Tim Hortons," and then. You know, it's just like, let's do something similar but better is what their plan was. Like, let's not try and do something completely different. Yeah. And it really worked out for them. It's like, They're, that makes sense. This is what Canadians already like. 
And then you know what? McDonald's came and flexed when they started doing like those promos of like $1 coffees no matter what size you get. Oh, man. I get up early during the $1 coffee month yeah, just so I can stop at McDonald's before I go to work. Yeah. And now it's $2 lattes. Yeah. $1 coffee, $2 latte. It's they great. they make power moves by doing stuff like that or like dollar drink days in the summer. It's oh, like yeah. you can get well, a large and the $1 of... lattes during roll up the rim to win. Oh, oh, that's when they do it? I think so. I, I know they do it other times besides that, but they definitely do it at the same time because it's like, well, if I can roll up the rim, why would I go to McDonald's? Except I guarantee my dollar purchase price as opposed to maybe I get something in the roll up to rim. Oh, roll up the rim. Yeah. Right? So that's that's the thing, man. That's that's power marketing right there because mm-hmm. McDonald's comes for the kill. They don't just they don't settle for second place. Let's put it that way. Oh folks. yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. They're All right, deadly. It's happening. Okay. Sunday morning, McDonald's versus Tim Hortons best breakfast wrap. Um, you know what we need if this. if we were doing this right, and maybe we should try take the wraps out of their respective wrapping paper. Shuffle them around, and then well, I guess we need someone to know if we've eaten the right one. We need a third party to. It's not happening. You just gotta <laughs> no, trust no. us to be impartial. It's got you know, just gotta trust us thing. to be impartial. Yeah. Here's here's what I'm going in with. This is the beauty of it, Tarek. I've never had the McDonald's one. You've never had the Tim Hortons one. Oh, that's true. So that's where it's gonna get interesting. Yeah, that's true. There you go. Oh, dude, I'm fired up for this now. <laughs> fired up. Oh man, oh. it's gonna be good. This is the information that people you know? need. You don't want to waste your time on a crappier more, a breakfast wrap when you could have the best one. Dude, you know what I mean? So. Dude, can you skip the dishes, both of those items? I'm sure I could, but I don't think for that price I can get it for free. So I'm just going to go up and pick it. <laughs> Wait, do you have either of those close to you? Yeah, they're close. Tim Hortons is literally down the street. Like, I'm going to go. I could walk there. Um, McDonald's is driving distance. It, it's but a still. drive. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Sweet. Well, Still, within within fifteen minutes, I could be at both and back. So, oh, that's good because I can do the same thing living in Drumheller of all places. Especially on a Sunday morning, there's going to be no traffic. There you go. Drive through. That'd be great. <laughs> I'd also like to point out, I live in Drumheller, so even at rush hour, there is no, no traffic. traffic. <laughs> yeah, man. Like if I'm three or four cars back at a light medicine ad, I'm like, what is happening? Why? Where <laughs> yeah. is everybody going at the same time? <laughs> Dude, if I have to wait to turn left, oh, it just infuriates <laughs> me. I'm like, what is going on? Oh, this oh. town used to be small. <laughs> Dude, I, and that's the thing. I was just talking to uh, to a coworker about that who's from like southern Ontario, so it's way busier, way more traffic. And I said, I think we just adapt to our surroundings where it's like, you get pissed about having to wait to turn left or something like that at like the deadest downtown ever. So you just assume that you're going to immediately be able to do it. But like two cars go by and it just like throws your timing off and you're pissed. Yeah. I was like, meanwhile, you used to sit and wait 15 minutes probably. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So tune in Sunday morning, folks. We will have the best rap showdown. Tim Hortons versus McDonald's morning versus Farmer's Wrap. It's on. It's going to be it's a beautiful on. thing. All right. I like so, it. Talk to you guys later. Hit you guys later. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, finna dough on the hootie. Yeah, there go mace, there go your cutie.